2: Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more. And plan your summer with Sean Paul, some 41, 30 Seconds from Mars. Oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
3: Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
2: Good Morning Football! You're
1: in space. Welcome Good morning, football presented by Old Strapper Beef Jerky live here in New York City. It's Friday. We're kind of loosey-goosey on a Friday. Sure. I
4: think. Yeah. Yeah. No, slept.
1: Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty, we're throwing food. We're eating food on the set. <laughs> you know why? Because Baker Mayfield got us all giddy last night on yeah. Thursday Night Football. Peter, historically, have you been racking your brain yeah. to put it in context? Have you landed on anything?
5: No, and if you told me in August or September that week 14 of the NFL season, the Baker Mayfield 3-9 and nine Rams would be on Thursday night, and we'd be Giddy about it on Friday morning, I would have told you you're on a different planet. Yeah, this is why we watch. watch, this is why we love the game. It's Unbelievable.
1: It's <laughs> time <laughs> for the lead block. Oh,
3: lead it is! Yes. Who knew? There is no doubt. Baker Mayfield wearing this a Rams jersey, number 17, <laughs> wins the game. Do you think McBay's feeling it? The post-game speech was fantastic. He's headbutting Let's people without helmets. He's having a moment. Really, really cool. I and mean, this is you know, Jordan crying over the Larry O'Brien trophy with his father for a team that now gets to four and nine. But screw the record for one second. This was a really cool football Football story: Baker Mayfield wins. The Raiders lose 17-16. to Let's hear, though, from Sean McVay and Baker Mayfield after that
5: incredible win. All right, guys, just like we drew it up. Um, unbelievable job. I mean, you know, really just total team effort to go 98 yards. That's the first time under two minutes in a game-winning drive that that's happened in 45 seasons. Kevin Demoff just told me. I mean, even when we're clocking it, you're having to explain to Baker, hey, here's our clock mechanics right here. You're underneath the center. This is what the cadence is. And and you can't say enough about Baker Mayfield and the leadership, the resilience, the competitiveness, um, you know, and and what a quick study. I mean, he just got here five minutes ago and and figured out a way to to be able to do some special things tonight.
0: That was my first rodeo doing that. I'll say that. (laughs) Um, I don't know if you can write it any better than that. Obviously, we'd like to be a little bit more stress-free, but – it's a pretty damn good story, I'll be honest with you. So it's, uh, it's special.
1: Sean McVay saying you can't say enough about this guy. Well, yeah, half your team just met him. Of course they can't say enough about him. They don't know the quarterback, <laughs> but they do now. They know what kind of guts he has in a two-minute situation. The first time, Coach just mentioned, in 45 years, a team has come from behind to score that touchdown to go ahead. The Raiders were up 16-3 to in the fourth quarter with 12 minutes remaining. 17-play drive unfolds, 8-play drive to take a 17-16 remarkable comeback win. Reminders, the Rams, 48 hours prior, claims Mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield from the Carolina Panthers. Guys, was this Baker magic? Mm -hmm. Was this Rams magic? Was this leftover Super Bowl juice in your cup? Or was this an epic Raiders collapse?
5: I'm going to go with the magic. I'm going to enjoy the positive of this game. And I think it's the Rams' story because it's so unique. We've seen teams collapse before, but I don't think we've ever seen the story we got last night. Baker got there and had 36 hours with the team, had one practice. It was on the shortest of weeks because it was a Thursday night game. So basically it's what a team would usually do on a Friday walkthrough, a little red zone, (coughs) a little special teams, and let's get out of here and let's take care of our bodies because we got a game tomorrow. He had only 20 snaps in practice Doesn't know any of the verbiage, doesn't know any of the language. Now, he knew Bill Callahan's, you know, scheme from Cleveland, which is sort of the same stuff that they call, and I don't want to hear that. This is a totally different offense, totally different team. The story that I loved is that after the game, he's looking to go to the press conference, and he's asking the reporters, what room do I go to? (laughs) He didn't know. He'd never been there. He doesn't know. Um, This is a a wonderful story, and, you know, this is a lost season for the Rams, a lost season for Baker. It might have cost Baker, you know, $20 million the way this season went, being in a free agent. And then this is a rare, you know, uptick, and it's a great story, and it's why we once loved the Rams, and it's why we once loved Baker Mayfield, and it's why we love sports. I'm in on this as a great Rams story. 98 yards, no timeouts on two days rest. I don't care what happened on the other end of it. It's such a hard thing to do. I think we got to give credit for them.
6: You're so right about didn't know where the room was. You have you get ready for a game. He doesn't know the equipment manager. Hey, I want my jersey like this. You walk in the training room. Hey, I need this tape. He didn't know any of those people. But my goodness, this. I'm a defensive guy. This is a Raiders collapse, and especially with the penalties throughout this game for them. Uh, in the highlight, Kyle mentioned it. Cleveland Farrell jumping off sides. Everybody on the field on this fourth down situation and saying, guys, watch the ball. It's fourth and short. Watch the ball. And then he jumps off sides. It's just like, you cannot do that at critical points in the game. And of course, when you do something like that on fourth down, the Rams go down there and they score a touchdown to keep them in the game. Then this final drive, the interception by Harmon, obviously, this ends the game. But he tugs his arm. It's a penalty. You can't get away with it. So, it comes back on the ball. They get right back to it. They come up with a sack. In two-minute drills, if you get a sack on the drive, you You have a 90 plus percent chance to win the two Mm. minute drive. And they get a penalty, a personal foul after Talk the play. Talk about the penalty.
5: What it was was ridiculous. And in
6: his mind, he may think, hey, I'm going to slow down the operation. You cannot do that. He like, slaps the ball the, out of his hand. Out of the quarterback's <laughs> hand, too. Not a, not the receiver or running back. The quarterback who every official is watching, and he's thinking, all right, I knocked the ball. It takes longer for him to go get it. Hmm. Clock's running. No, just play the game. <laughs> 15 yards. Like, and so some just of these got a things. Sack. Yes. <laughs> but, what are you mad about? I have no idea. <laughs> what are you so, doing? Some of these, and these and things, you're wins just like, right, and you mentioned. To hurry to the ball, the third down call, and that's kind of a McDaniel's New England thing. Throughout the course of the game, when they get a second down and you get maybe nine yards, whatever, and you're close, and it's third and one, you hurry to the ball, and it's just literally one word. You do it up six. No, in the no, no. I'm quarter. just, I'm just giving some background on. It. It's one word to tell the offense whether they're running to the right or the left, and everybody knows it. Do you do it in that situation? No. And maybe that's where we have more time. But Derek Carr, you have to know that. (laughs) You cannot do that. So all of these things. new in the league. uh, A Raiders collapse. Yeah, new in the
1: league. Watching the game, (laughs) listening to you talk about it, Jay, all I'm hearing is unforced errors, mental mistakes. And we like to come on the show. We talk about these games ad nauseum. And the one that comes to mind a couple weeks ago, Vikings-Bills, the Bills just got beat. And we gave them their flowers. And we're like, they played. They played tough. They were at home. They got beat. The Raiders, they're they are giving up these games. They're not getting beat. They're just like, here you go. We had a lead for the fourth time this season. They have a double-digit lead that they cough up and lose a game. Joshua Daniels said after the game, until we figure out how to stop losing with mistakes, it's very difficult to win. That's exactly what they're doing because I... I put on the list of mistakes playing as conservatively as they did on offense. This was like a, oh, there's no shot clock in basketball. We're just going to hold on to the ball. Sure. That doesn't work when you have a desperate team.
3: Yeah, Make Yesterday a shot.
1: with the Raiders, I said desperation breeds results. In fact, that's what we saw with the Rams last night because the Raiders apparently were not desperate enough down the stretch. And, and this is what I mean about Josh McDaniels. He may have had the messaging, but no one on that field had the click in to be like, what are we doing? How are we advancing the ball? Where are we getting points on the board? I, I was so shocked at the disconnect, what had appeared mm-hmm. between Josh McDaniels and the players on the field.
3: Mm-hmm. I hear you. Peter, you went the, the positive, it's a good Rams story. I, I think I, th- <laughs> I think the the Raiders should have had to walk <clears throat> walk back to Las Vegas. <laughs> I really do you guys Jay you knew Game of Thrones, you guys were kind of adjacent. Do you know what a walk of atonement is? Shame. Walk of atonement is uh yeah, you get that bell and here's you're going to get that old lady, that old nun and you just empty the team bus and you walk on it's the 10 East. You go to the 10 East to the 15 North. It's gonna take a while, all right? It's like, remember in the stand, they all walk to Vegas. <laughs> I want that nun, I want McDaniels, I want all the Raiders, and she's just going, shame, shame. shame. And listen, you don't have to be naked, I don't think you'll get arrested like <laughs> Queen Cersei, but shame. Peter, shame. You have now lost to a head coach who is an ESPN analyst. Shame, shame. You have now lost to a quarterback who doesn't even have a key card yet. Shame. shame. You got a clutch sack in the fourth quarter and then knocked the ball out of the quarterback's hand inexplicably. Shame. You rushed up to the line, and when you have a six-point lead in the fourth quarter to make the clock move slower. Shame. Shame on Jamie, Jason, Kyle, and Peter for spending all this week saying, maybe the Raiders can make a run like a bunch of idiots. Shame. Shame on, on me. Shame. Shame on Peter. Shame. Shame on Jason. Shame. Shame on Jamie. Shame. And shame on all of us by getting... Fish hooked by this Raiders team. Ooh, because they had a three-game win streak like it was eight in a row, including overtime wins against the Broncos. We got hooked. We got hooked bad. This team, that was a terrible loss. Terrible. And I'm out, and I blame myself. And everybody, if you're driving to Vegas today from L.A., take pictures of the Raiders with that nun and that bell. I want them all out there. I want Mr. Davis, you walk too. You walk too. Ice Cube walking? Ice Cube, you're walking. All right, you're walking. All right. Today was not a good day, all right? You, you walk all the way and then you can stop at Whiskey Pete's for water. In fact, you stay at Whiskey Pete's for the week. You gotta be kidding me. You guys
6: lost Today to Baker. was not a good day.
3: It's lost a terrible day. Up shame. 16-3. Messed around and lost to Baker Mayfield.
6: Wow.
3: There it is. I mean, that's an unbelievable thing. Um, shame, 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 shame,
0: shame, shame. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, I said, I said, OG, oh, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they didn't it. Ain't Nick?
4: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ah!
5: It is Friday, which means it's time to welcome back our favorite triple threat, CBS Morning's co-host, contributor to the NFL Today as well as here on NFL Network, and very soon you'll be seeing him on Nickelodeon, calling what's suddenly become one of the more intriguing games to end the season, Rams versus Broncos. Let's welcome in (laughs) the one and only Mr. Nathaniel Eugene Abrellas. What's up? Good morning football. Let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> ah, hey, uh, that Christmas Day game got interesting because it looks like Baker's going to be under center. Uh, we're all a little bleary eyed this morning. We all stayed up and watched. I know you did too. What'd you make of that incredible, yeah. incredible Baker Mayfield performance?
7: You know what? Right out the gate, I'm thinking to myself, look at Devontae Adams still cooking, David Carr, that combination. They're going to be doing this for years to come. And then, oh, how the tides turn. All of a sudden, Derek Carr starts to struggle. He's throwing interceptions. And then in the fourth quarter, you got Baker doing what Baker has done. I wouldn't say is doing recently. But isn't it fitting, though, that they were down 13? A Baker's dozen. And then all of a sudden, he takes his team back in that final down to who? A guy that we all know, Mr. Van Jefferson. Shout out to his pop, Sean Jefferson, my former receivers coach. But I love it, though. Listen, regardless of what you may feel about Baker Mayfield, if you thought that he was too full of himself, a little too cocky, he had to take a bite of the humble pie as he made this this path as somewhat of a journeyman. He landed there, and within within a couple of days' time, he learns the playbook. He was out there with confidence. I I was actually watching him in the pregame. He had a smile on his face, and I'm just telling you straight up, I'll bring you behind the curtain of a football player watching a football player. I was trying to figure out if he was faking it. As he's talking to his coaches, he's talking to other teammates. I'm like, is he is he trying to mask the fact that he's nervous, or is this Baker in true Baker fashion, just going out there and, and letting it fly? And I feel like that's exactly what it was, man. He had a smile on his face before the game, smile on his face during the game, and then of course after the game, head button dudes without his helmet on. Yeah. I just thought it was dope, man. Because listen, this NFL career it is a roller coaster ride, and right now he's riding high. So give credit where credit's due. What a win for Baker Mayfield.
6: Yeah, Baker has a personality to do that, and you called it a roller coaster because he's been all over the place, and they, you've been on roller coasters. I mean, this weekend, the Vikings head to Detroit <laughs> to take on the Lions, and from what I'm hearing, they're calling this the Burleson Bowl. So I want to take you back. <laughs> Lions-Vikings matchup back in the day, week 14, 2011. Okay. Your Lions are hosting the Vikings, and right here, this incredible catch in the end zone, a little uh, what you call toe-drag swag. <laughs> But it wasn't called a touchdown. Nate, take me through this play a decade later. Did the refs mess this up? (laughs) Yeah, they messed it up. See, here's what I don't understand. If I'm catching the
7: ball right by the goal line, right right before I get into the end zone, and I dive, and I dive right through the end zone, you're going to count that as a touchdown. But I'm falling backwards. I get one foot in right at the goal line, and then the other one doesn't come down. I just feel like they got to change these rules, man. The catch that never was. Okay. I wasn't feeling that. That was one of my best toe drag swags, or shall I say, no drag swag. But you remember a, a couple of weeks ago, last week, we had Devontae Adams catch a ball on the sideline. He got two of the yep. same foot down, and they said it wasn't a catch. What? Isn't that even <laughs> harder to get your right foot down twice, and then you don't count it as a mm-hmm. catch? So we got to change these rules. man. Hey, Goodale, man, how at me in the
3: offseason
1: <laughs> all right that's we one gotcha. way to put it i remember a couple years back the most googled nfl search nate was what is a catch and yet we're still yeah. there we talked this week about google's list of most searched words of 2022 and we each shared an athlete that was on our list we had two basketball players <laughs> talanoa hufunga and what was yours jay
6: mine was serena williams. serena
1: williams of course who was yours most searched athlete in 2022
7: you know, I was talking with the producers, and they were like, look, we got to figure out um, what your your most searched athlete is. So, you know, I went on my phone, but phew, I cleared the browsers. I cleaned those cookies, so I couldn't find it. So I started racking it. my brain. And um, I, I was... You know what? I love the NBA. We all love the NBA. And, you know, I look forward to All-Star Weekend and the dunk contest. I found myself Googling MJ and Dominique more than any other athlete, just because, one, that was a beautiful time to be alive and watch two of the most dominant players ever. But, yeah, watching MJ in the dunk contest and Dominique Wilkins in the dunk contest, I actually Googled that like once a month just to take me back to a time when things were beautiful. And I was a teenager hoping that I could meet my favorite NBA player
3: one day. I hear you, bud. I really do. And we love Dominique as well. But I'm going to look forward to the future. And I think one of the most Googled athletes, uh, let's just call it 2029, is little Nate Burleson. Mm -hmm. Now, we remember meeting this young man six years ago, this little, quiet, skinny kid. He's out on the set. His dad's got this big, fancy job. He's got nothing to say. And then now he's got everything to say. You know what he's saying? He's like, I'm going to become a member of the Nevada Wolf Pack, just like my daddy before me. Nate your son declared to join the Wolfpack to play college football. Tell us all about this, man. You got to be so proud just like we are.
7: Yeah, I'm, I'm a proud papa. You know, it's a trip. KB, it really is. You know, I went to the University of Nevada and made a name for myself there. My wife was a dominant track athlete, indoor hurdle champion. My wife's little brother, Joey, and my little brother played basketball there together for the university. And I remember telling Nate years ago, you don't have to feel compelled to even have any interest in University of Nevada. You can go wherever you want. And he had some interest for football and basketball. So we're on this recruiting trip. And we get back to the hotel day one. And I'm like, how you feeling, son? You know, you talked to a couple of the coaches. We met with um, the academic counselor. And he looks at me and he says, I want to I wanna come here. And I'm like, "What? just relax. You know, you've still got some more trips. you got basketball season. I mean, you're one of the top hoopers in Jersey. He's like, no, 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 this is it. This is where I want to be. I'm like, son, no, I get that. But you don't feel any type of pressure? And he kind of jokingly said to me, No. I'm going to create my own legacy, and I think I'm better than you. And I like that confidence because he's my son. He gets (laughs) it from somewhere. Um, But more importantly, it was the program. University of Nevada saying the right things. They're like, look, you're going to have to come here and earn everything, just like your pops did. But if you put in the work, we put a little weight on you. We allow you to flourish as an athlete, and we push you to get your degree. We will make you one of the top receivers in the country. And I think at that point, you know, his eyebrows went up, ears perked up, and he's like, this is the place where I want to be. You know what else they said to him? Which I think was the icing on the cake. They said, if you want to play hoop here, you can do that, too. I'm like, okay. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, shout out to the University of Nevada and also my son, Nathaniel II, man. He, uh, he makes a guy like me very proud. And Listen, we're, we're all the same. We come from the same type of uh, um, identity when it comes to how we look at our kids. And uh, this is what we do it for. Of course, we love being on TV, and the money's good, but it's our family. It's our family. That's the reason why yeah. we do everything we do.
1: Hey, that's fantastic. Where the Wolfpack play their games in Nevada is a stunning backdrop. It's a fantastic stadium. Oh. You must be already yeah. talking to your bosses next fall about you're going to need a Friday off to go travel there to see them play. Like, How are you going to make this work? Because you, I know you're going to be one of those parents who's... Little Nate's like, my dad's at every game. How are you going to make that work?
7: Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to get a Friday off. I'm going to have to get a Sunday off so I don't have to rush back. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, man, going to a Saturday game in Nevada, then shoot up to Tahoe to kick it over there on the lake, like it's going to be a good vibe. So, um, you know, as soon as I I re-up my contract, I'm going to gas up the jet Mm -hmm. and we're all going. You guys coming with me? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. If there's Blank, a jet, i Blankets on our head. Let's go. Blankets <laughs> <has this,
3: I'll laughs> It is an awesome story. You know, it's kind of early, though. Uh, it's, what, it's December 9th. I, I heard uh, I heard Dion's in Little Nate's DMs. That's, that's right. Just what I heard. Prime time. Blanket. time Blanket. With the Louis luggage. Hey. Let's go. He's bringing hey. his hey. luggage. I'm not hard to find.
7: Dion said, I'm <laughs> not hard to find. Come find me. Just like like I'm, I'm coming. coming. <laughs> we coming, baby. Hey, listen, I'm giving you my good stuff already baby
3: I just got here Ooh. I just got here <laughs> shut out the prime time back so in 89 when I signed the dotted line must be a man. love you Nate love <laughs> <laughs> you too
7: man congrats, you guys a Nate. Good Nate. Weekend. congrats
6: <laughs> to you and Atoya too
7: thank you I appreciate it happy for a little bit. Right, Nate
5: We've, did crazy watched him grow.
6: Like really did awesome. I wonder it's can you awesome. take big Nate right now
3: I like that he said, I'm going to be better than you. Yeah, not, you think I'm cool. afraid of that? And it
5: his was mother really told it was an all-world track athlete at Nevada. Same. I know. That's cool.
3: Uh, I don't know what Justin Herbert's parents did. They're probably great athletes, though. Uh, yeah, both
0: drafted great. in 2020, he wow. and Joe Burrow. Which quarterback in that draft class? We have our eyes on week 14. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better.
4: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: NFL is headed back to Las Vegas next year, 2023, for the completely reimagined, reinvigorated Pro Bowl Games presented by Verizon Games Plural. Be there live to see new skills challenges and the first ever AFC versus NFC Flag Football Pro Bowl Games Showdown at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas on Sunday, February 5th at 3 p.m. Eastern. Buy your tickets today. Just visit ProBowl.com slash tickets, Peter Schrager.
5: Yeah, we love the Pro Bowl, and so many of these Pro Bowls are here, but let's first watch a little music video. Okay.
3: With the first pick in the 2020 draft,
0: the Cincinnati Bengals select Joe Burrow, quarterback, LSU. But what we saw this year was outstanding outside of just pure top-shelf arm strength. I love everything about Joe Burrow. With the fifth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Tua Tungvalawa. Oh, it's interesting, when you look at this division now, Tom Brady no longer there. It is wide open. The Bills got their quarterback with Josh Allen, and now the Miami Dolphins have their young quarterback. With the sixth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft,
5: the Los Angeles Chargers select Justin Herbert. We've seen the big arm. We've seen the ability to push the ball down the field. He's got athleticism where he can work
6: outside the pockets. We have the 53rd pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. The Philadelphia Eagles select Jalen Hurts. When
3: you look at this guy and Jalen Hurts, he's a winner. You talked about it. No matter where he's been, no matter what you ask
5: him to do, he just finds ways to win. I get chills watching them. Each of those four quarterbacks were taken in the same draft, the 2020 draft. Each of those four quarterbacks are in the top ten in passing touchdowns right now as we enter week 14. Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts, they're firmly in that MVP conversation. Tua Tungavailoa might be there as well, and Justin Herbert's having another great year. Tua and Herbert play this weekend against each other. Burrow's got the Browns, and of course, we know that you've got Jalen Hurts going up against the Giants. Four quarterbacks in the same draft, the 2020 draft. Which one are you going to be watching closest the final five weeks of the season, Jason? I'm going to be watching Tua Loa the
6: last five weeks, and especially this week because... We've talked about it all year. Tua, Mike McDaniel comes in this year, and he kind of instills this confidence in Tua. He talked about this 700-play cutup that he puts together to show Tua, like, hey, like, you are the guy. You're a really good quarterback. You can do some special things. We've seen the mic up of them two on the sideline and how far Tua has grown this year and how much this offense has grown. Now, coming off the loss to the 49ers where Tua doesn't play great, he's sacked, he's fumbled, he's throwing interceptions, these last five weeks, You've gotten Miami in a perfect position in the playoffs right now, how are you going to finish it? You've done a tremendous job this year. You've turned things around. The conversation about Tua has changed. Everybody is talking about him in a different light. He's playing Justin Herbert this week. There are actually people talking about how well Tua has played. And Hey, if we had to go back and redraft, Tua is still going to be my guy. Show up these last five weeks. lead Miami to the playoffs and show him the quarterback that you know you can be.
5: I'm excited to watch him. Hey, he's in primetime this week. He's in primetime next Next week week against the Bills. This is Tua on display. Let's see it. Uh, I'm going with Burrow. I find what the Bengals are doing really inspiring, but I like what the Burrow storyline might be. Like, a dark horse a month ago. Could he steal this MVP award from Jalen Hurts and and from Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. The Bengals are seemingly coming out of nowhere over the last few weeks, and they're coming on strong. thought last week's win against the Chiefs was a huge statement, but they've got to follow it up with the Browns, and of course, they're not even the division leaders. Let's look at their schedule that we've got up ahead here. If Burrow can find a way to rattle this off. Beat the Browns, which they haven't been able to do. Beat the Buccaneers in Tampa, beat Brady. Beat the Patriots, and then that Monday night game. Week 17, and then, gosh, what might be for the division, week 18. If they can win, 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 and Burrow puts up numbers, 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 we might be seeing Joe Burrow hoisting that uh, MVP award come NFL honors. Mm.
1: I'm committed to finding an answer to Justin Herbert. I I just... To me, Justin Herbert is that segment we talked about earlier. He is in the hunt, he is sink or swim, yeah. he's just a bit outside, he's on standby, and he's constantly like, who's got who got next? Who am I gonna have to define myself against? Because I am so confused by this wildly talented young man. I'm confused by the team, their wins, their losses. The identity of the Chargers is constantly defined by his play. Yet they're six and six. His whole career has been to be compared against the other quarterbacks. And pound for pound. I think he's better than a lot of them. But that doesn't matter if you're not winning. That doesn't matter if we can't define you by, wow, look at how this guy launched you to a divisional round, launched you a Super Bowl game. Remember that moment he had in the conference championship? No, we don't because he can't get there. So I need something more from Justin Herbert. Is he going to get paid? Is he not going to get paid? Stats don't matter. The most touchdown passes in your draft class don't matter if you're not winning significant games. I want to watch him Mm. because I need to see something more. I'm not putting the blame on him. This is a team game i understand that but i need to be defined by something than more than statistics when it comes to justin herbert
3: i hear you I, I don't i don't think i can stomach the chargers finishing eight and nine or even nine and eight and missing the playoffs i just can't do another offseason of what do we make of the chargers or and,
5: this is the chargers year yeah,
3: yeah. This is it. a lot of people as peter's point out picked them to win the super bowl this year and here they are I just uh, i hope they pick it up um I'm going to talk about the best player on the best team in the league. I'm going to go Jalen Hurts. And Peter got me thinking earlier this week when, you know, it's, oh, it's Burrow and Mahomes are amazing. But then the conversation about Hurts tends to go really quickly about how good the wide receivers are and how good the offensive line is and all how good the GM is. And it's like there's a whole line of people at the deli counter who have a ticket that has a better number than Jalen Hurts. And it starts to kind of cast this thing on him about how good is he? Come on, you guys. Like, this, this team is, tr- is looking like they're going to finish 16-1. and And he plays this flawless, seamless, confident football. You know, they, they do have a really good roster. And they do have a really good line of receivers. How many alleged on-paper super teams have we seen that have been disasters because the quarterback can't cut it? The Rams were a Super Bowl team last year. They were a super team as well. Matthew Stafford led the NFL in interceptions. Jalen Hurts has thrown three three all three. season. Three picks in 12 games. Um, I want to see him finish this thing. I want to see him plant the flag as a 16-1 team. I don't know if that's ever been done before. And say, alright, everybody who wants to come to Philly? Who wants to run into not, never mind the receivers. Never mind the, the line, the deal. Me. Me. I'm the guy. Um, I'm waiting to see him because I want him to have his month. And I want him to win the MVP. Do you think
5: he's disrespected in the media a little bit? Like I... It's not
3: disrespected. It's just a little over Dismissed? It's not, uh, not crowned. Like credit. He's not talking about one of the guys. Yeah. Like, when you list the best quarterbacks in the league this year and it's, oh, Mahomes and Allen, the guys deserve their credit. Hurts is not part of the conversation. It's time for him to enter the conversation. Yeah. Look at his record. Look at his stats. Look at his body language. Look at his leadership. Like, there's nothing missing. Makes what is right missing? Last
5: week, that was his arm throwing those passes. Oh, yes, it was. Like, A.J. Brown revenge game. Yeah. His
3: arm is yeah. making those passes. I, listen, he didn't play terribly well in the Bucks against the playoffs. Who cares? That was your get-your-feet-wet playoff game against Brady, and they mm-hmm. lose. Uh, they've lost one game since then. And he's has, we say this all week. Jalen Hurts has not had a bad game all year. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen has. Patrick Mahomes has. Joe Burr. Name them all. They all have. Two had a terrible game. Jalen Hurts hasn't had a bad game at all. It's time to talk about him in that conversation.
1: I do think Jalen Hurts took some heat in the offseason. Like, right now, he's not getting what you're asking for, but I do think he was ripe for some criticism, almost equal to Tua's that he received in the offseason. Yeah, He's been awesome. Awesome. Time for Sunday Preview, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's take a look at some of the odds for that NFC East matchup come Sunday. The Eagles are ten-and-a-half-point favorites, but the Giants have covered the spread in seven of their last eight games as dogs. Daniel Jones will have a tough task, though. He's facing the league's best pass defense. Philly allows just under a buck eighty per game through the air. And then there's Miles Sanders. He's scored three touchdowns in his last four games. It's pretty good. DraftKings Sportsbook is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. And this week, new customers can bet $5 on any team and pocket $150 in free bets mm. if their money line bet wins. Download the app and use promo code GMFB when you sign up. We asked you to contribute, and now we're going to take a look at what y'all came up with, and we're going to find a winner. We have to pick one.
3: Yeah, and I like uh, the idea of uh, thematically of picking Will's suggestions. Just kind of works. Is there any ringers that that you see on Twitter? You're just like, holy
0: shit! Kids that's table. brilliant. That's funny.